for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. On 107.9, The Fan. We got about a minute after 5 o'clock. Good afternoon. Good to uh, talk to you again, Chuck Zach. Hanging out with you this afternoon and uh, flying solo for just a couple. Tyler Huff is uh, coming in hot, as they say. And so uh, he's running down the hall right now. So he's about to slide into a chair. We'll get him on here. <laughs> that is what you call really almost impeccable timing. Straight to the you, you there? off of a private jet. Off a private jet. Yeah, the way I was rolling. Really? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Tyler. It's my personal jet. Um, I, I, having lived in this for almost thirty years, there's not a worse feeling than that intro music starting and you're in a car. That's it. It's <laughs> added exactly on the channel. And you want to know what makes it even worse? I would have been here, but every stoplight That's right. in America caught me. That's exactly how it worked. But no, that, I'm, I'm serious. You're down the road and you hear that music starting, and you know in your head, I got 35, 45 seconds. I got to be. And there's no you can make it in 45 seconds. No, no way. No You're way. just like, Try okay, this is how it works. But but I'm here. It's good to see you. You as well, my man. You You're well. supporting the Tamu Tim working today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dual gigging today. That's all right. Yeah. Dual gigging's the way to go. It is. Uh, Davis is going to be hanging out here in so, about uh, 25 or so minutes, 30 so. minutes. He'll be hanging out with us. So the uh, head coach and athletic director of the Liberty Isle Leopards is going to be spending a little bit of time with us. As, uh, it's a bye week, getting ready for uh, the opening of district in, uh, what, about 10 days now? Yep. Yes, sir. You saw them last Friday? I did. I did. They, uh, they, they haven't had a great non-district start to the year. Correct. But the beautiful part about this is none of that matters. Not at all. And uh, I will say, um, I'm, I know scores can sometimes be deceiving Yeah. Um, when it comes to how close a game is or how you know well a team has played, even in a defeat. But uh, this, for me personally speaking, someone that's in the booth and you know, sees it, oh, quite, yeah. <laughs> obviously, oh, everybody, yeah. <laughs> um, I think this might be the best – game we've played as a as a as a team this this past week um overall i mean the offense was was fairly clean was okay. it perfect absolutely not but um saw a lot of different wrinkles from the offense that we haven't seen um the passing game did open up a little bit um okay. prevo caught a about i think it was a 53 yard touchdown or so um jayshon weatherall also caught a another touchdown pipes had three total passing touchdowns excellent and so um we saw we saw a lot of things that we haven't seen right. weeks prior and um defensively um pretty good we just have to clean up on the run defense um but but overall i, I think it was a, a a pretty good game i mean obviously it was with the loss but i will say one of the main things and we kind of talked about this last week yeah um the size up front for Sulphur Springs was <laughs> kind of unmatchable. Yeah, that's if, right. If you just want to be honest about it, uh, even the, the the defensive front, they were massive. Uh, they had a big guy, number 75 and ne- number 76, and they were probably maybe two of the biggest defensive linemen in East Texas maybe. <laughs> and so, um, And with that, and they weren't just big, but they were active and, right. and athletic. And so and, and it was kind of hard to get some of that run game that we've had success with going. You know, I've asked guys who play center before. Yeah. Would you rather play against a big guy or a small guy? And almost without exception, they say a big guy. Yeah. 
because they feel like they're quicker. Most of the centers around here don't go much more than 240, 250. Right. You don't, you don't put a huge guy there because you yeah. want him to be mobile going either way. Mm-hmm. And over and over again, they say, rather have a big guy than I would a, a fast, small guy. Oh, yeah. That being said, when you got a good big guy, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's a different animal because you got animal. no chance. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> and that's what you saw. I mean, right. um, he was clogging the middle, not just right. him, but there were a few, and, and even in the press box, um, some of the other gentlemen that stood up in the press box, they were saying, "Look at those guys," yeah. you know. And so, um, and and that and that that was a big thing. How big were they? I mean, do we, do we know how much they weighed? They didn't have the, the sizes have the size on the of... roster, but if I could just assume, probably a good three ten. See, I, I, did, I called I called Longview <laughs> Lancaster last yeah. Friday, and Lancaster had guards that went three thirty and yeah. three forty. And I'm thinking to myself, that's massive. Those are huge humans, <laughs> high school kids, and they're in high school. And you, you wonder, is that healthy? You know, yeah. We've seen NFL guys who have been plus three hundred pounders, mm-hmm. who when they get out of the league, almost instantly shrink Absolutely. down to two hundred and twenty pounds. Absolutely. And you look at him, and go, gosh, he doesn't even look right. Mm-hmm. But then you see him the second time, you look, like, he looks healthy. Mm-hmm. The first time, he didn't look right because you're used to seeing him at three hundred plus, right? But I'm thinking, I'm seeing 16 and 17 year olds weighing 330 and 340 pounds. These are big, and they're not like five eight no, three yeah, forty. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about big six three kids. six four. Yeah. yeah, you know, and even taller. Um, I will say, just being a football fan and kind of following recruiting and you know things like that over time. Um, and I know you have way longer than me, but so you 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 can agree to this. I'm pretty sure as well. I see a lot of times defensive coaches prefer different styles of body types, I you guess bet. you could say. Yep. Um, some coaches prefer the more lean, athletic guys, while some coaches prefer the heavier, you know, guys that might that might can put on weight more so than, you know, a guy that's my size. Yep. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. And so um and I guess it depends on your brand of football. You know, if you're a SEC school if we're talking college ball, you got to have – Yeah, they all better weigh yeah, 300 pounds. Exactly. Yeah. you got to have that. But if you're a big 12, Pac-12 style of team defensively, you might go with the more lean, 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 leaner guy. Well, and, and the SEC guys are mm-hmm. probably going to have to be run stoppers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the big 12 guys are probably going to have to be pass Absolutely. rushers. Absolutely. And that's, that's and, the difference. Oh, no question. Yeah. And, and, so. and you're right about that. And, I, and, and, and I'm seeing coaches that like a singular big mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Like I got to have one guy in the middle yeah. who can at least one. two guys. Absolutely. And I want everybody else around them to be fast. Yeah, absolutely. But I need one guy that's going to be – you know, popping off on mm-hmm. film where you're looking at him going, we got to do something with him because he's a handful. But if you think about it, where do the defensive linemen make their money in, in the, on the top level of football? Well, on the top level, if you're a pass rusher, that's that, your money. Exactly, yeah. that's your money. And so if I'm a run stopper, yes, I'm needed. Yes, I'm essential. But they're paying the high dollars to uh, Miles Garrett and all those guys coming off that end. No question. <laughs> and Rotating the Absolutely. big guys inside. Absolutely. I'm going to have three 300-pounders yeah. who are going to play nose tackle, mm-hmm. and they won't be in. You know, I'll play each. Yeah. And but my my money guys are on the ends. are on the ends, and they're in there first All down, the second down, third, third down. down for sure. These three guys at minimum wage, yeah. I can keep in here, and, and they'll just eat, yeah. eat up space. Yeah. And so I guess it depends on your your scheme and your style of def- defense. And but uh, if I, if it's me, that's what I like. Right. I like you know at least one or two guys yeah. in that middle that can stop the run. But I do want my end guys being those athletic guys that can maybe even drop back in coverage if need be. Yeah. 
you know. So well, I, can't, I can't see any of these 300 plus pounders doing that. I highly doubt that. You know, the funniest <laughs> drop back into coverage I think I ever remember is uh, BJ Raji. Oh, wow. Who in an NFC championship game yeah. when the Packers took the Super Bowl in 2010 dropped back. They did, you know, kind of a zone blitz and he dropped back into coverage wow. and, and took a pick six back oh, for a wow. touchdown wow. at probably 330 pounds. Wow. Which, you know, you're freaking out just because Absolutely. big guy shouldn't do that. Never But big guy does it. He does. And he he does. does. Tyler Huff sitting in here today. It's uh, um, the Tuesday version of Leaving the Yard. Uh, tomorrow, just a reminder, uh, Billy Lavender is going to be hanging out tomorrow. And, um, hell, I just lost my mind. Uh-oh. Who's coming in with him tomorrow? <laughs> uh, is I think player, maybe? Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy Harrell's going to okay, be in cool, 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 That's who'll cool, be in here cool. tomorrow. I see he's in the booth now. He's in the booth now, too, so we're going to uh, get a chance to visit with him as well tomorrow. Awesome. Um, cowboy game. Did you do any of that this weekend? I did. I did a little bit. Now you're a Cowboy fan. Not really. No. Um, I'm not no? a Cowboy hater. I'm a Cowboy supporter just because I guess that's a natural home territory. Okay, you live here. Yeah. That's it. All right. You have to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm a football fan, but uh, I, overall I'm not a Cowboys fan. But I, I'm not, not against them either. I, I would love to see them win. But they obviously didn't do that this weekend. Um, I know Dak said he wasn't going to throw 10 interceptions coming into the season. He hasn't so far. I think it's one, right? Yeah, just one. Okay. That was a big one. That was a very big one. (laughs) (laughs) That's my point. Um, You can't throw picks at uh, essential times of the game. No. You know, at pivotal points of the game. And it was just on him. Um, I think – I don't know. I don't want to say – one player losing one player is why you lost that game but maybe the lingering mental effects of losing your star defensive but one of your star defensive players because Michael Parsons is still available um maybe it affects your team's psyche a little bit what do you think no I don't think so no, I think I'm trying pro- to excuse I think, I think they're professionals <laughs> I think they get paid to play football and I think the I, Cardinals were a more hungry team you bet they I, wanted to win I think that uh I, I think Dallas got off to a very nice right. start. Yeah. Arizona's, un, you know, winless at that point in yeah. time. It's Arizona fighting for the ball. Kyler Murray. Exactly. You're like, oh, I, can you name three guys on the Cardinals? Absolutely not. No. Marquise Brown. That's it. And I think the Cowboys <laughs> probably looked at it the same way. Yeah. It's we know from being around this game and guys that do this. It's really easy to get up for a game mm-hmm. and it's hard maybe to maintain it all the way through mm-hmm. but it's easy but it's really hard if you're not up for a game to turn it on at some point in time Facts. in the middle of a game to say okay now we got to play now we got to go yeah. that's really and I think the Cowboys as a group just weren't ready and Mike McCarthy's always going to come back and say it's on me right. I'm the head coach and I didn't have him ready to play right. and he's right but they're grown men. They are. Paid to do a job. Yeah. They didn't do it very well this past week, and they didn't do it very well across the board. They made too many penalties, too many minimal stakes. They got dominated inside running the football, and they let a guy who's, you know, Josh Dobbs is a good guy. Oh, man. But, I mean, he's Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Haven't heard of him since Tennessee. No. And, and, And he looked like... He should be yeah, playing yeah, in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Josh and, Dobbs of old, maybe. And that's that's, not, that's not a good look. And you know, I don't know. That's why I kind of pointed out the defense, you know, when I was talking about them because, the, you know, that was one of the downfalls. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think 
But it's, just, always, it's just 17 weeks. It is. You there, can't be you up can't. 17 weeks. Words out of my, you took it right out of my mouth. Yep. You can't glorify a team too early. Nope. Because you still have teams as, uh, not Carolina, but Arizona, the Cardinals, who, who are hungry and are trying to prove a point, you know, and they want to win. Teams just don't come out here to lose. Nope. You know, I know people can say uh, they're fighting for Caleb Williams all they want to, but at the end of the day, we're not coming to work every day and getting you know doing all this stuff putting the work in just to lose there's not one player sitting in that roster on september 24th that yeah. cares about caleb williams absolutely not not one he's not I don't know. and, and, he's, and not he's just gonna take somebody's job right That's and so everybody there is playing for their job and and i know cowboy fans are in it my bro my, my son-in-law is a cowboy lover mm-hmm. and i know it's a hit in the head to think oh he lost to the cardinals yeah but you know those guys are pros too they are they're getting paid they too they are and they're they really good at they talented do. guys yes but they they don't have the composite talent of the dallas cowboys now what that does potentially i think long-term implications is that's a loss you didn't expect right and somewhere in this conversation is going to be wanting to be in an nfc championship Facts. game and then the second, wanting to host the NFC Championship game. And while we may, this may do nothing, they may still go, who knows, 12 and 5. Yeah. But instead of being 13 and 4, which may have gotten a home field, right, they may yeah. be 12 and 5 and having to go to San Francisco or in. going to Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I think it'll boil down to. I think the ball is in Philadelphia's court, especially watching yeah. that game last night. <sighs> I don't see anybody in the NFC, um, I'm not going to say competing, but. Uh, knocking them off of their crown of being the NFC champion. If they're on their game. Yeah, they're unstoppable. If they're on their game, I don't see – I think you're right. I think yeah. it's good. No, that doesn't mean that Detroit doesn't upset right, yeah, them. yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. they don't lose a game yeah, to the Giants the because they've yeah. always had right. a bad right. relationship with the Giants right. Right. where they lose a game they shouldn't lose. Rivalry games are a little different. Absolutely. But they look like the class right now. If Jalen Hurts is healthy – and they got so fortunate. They get a draft choice that's – you know – the car out of Georgia who's how do you, how do you how does fall to them yeah. and you add that to a Super Bowl team that's that it just Georgia Jr. feel fair yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean at all. and I know the Buccaneers were what they were undefeated coming into the yeah game, but right? they're so, come on now <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's an undefeated that we're gonna look back at the end of the year and go you know it was yeah. nice they were 2-0 yeah. at one point yeah. in time and so you saw the the, the difference on the field last yeah. night. It, it to me wasn't close. I do want to point this out while we're talking about Monday night. Um, I don't like the two Monday night game. Uh, Hold that thought. I got music. We'll come back and talk about that one because that's a great point. Dwoski Davis is coming up in about 15 minutes as we are hanging out doing Leave in the Yard, the Tuesday night version. Quick break. We'll come right back here on the fan 107.9. My name is Juanita Segura, and I was diagnosed in November of 2014 with non-small cell lung cancer. Biomarker testing was a turning point for me. By working with my oncologist, we were able to determine the most appropriate treatment plan. 
My fear was I wasn't gonna be here to see my children grow up. That gave me hope knowing that I have that chance, and I did. Visit noonemissed.org for more. A public service message from Longevity Foundation. What makes essential workers essential? We build safe roads for you to drive on. We harvest fresh produce for your families to eat. Help you heal when you're sick. We get you where you need to go. We keep where you work and live clean and safe. We make sure you get what you need to make your household work. You're the essential workers who help our nation run. You're in every city, town, and corner of our country, and you come from all over the globe. And you have essential protections under the law. I'm Marty Walsh. The Wage and Hour Division at the Department of Labor helps ensure you receive the essential protections you deserve. If you have questions about your pay or about your job protection during an illness, visit our website or call 866-4US-WAGE. That's 866-487-9243. We can provide help in more than 200 languages. Brought to you by the United States Department of Labor. You're listening to Leaving the Yard on 1079 The Fan. Brought to you by Liberty Hilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. We are back 17 and a half after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, and uh, two for Monday night, Tyler Huff. Hanging out. <laughs> I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I really don't. Dwoski coming up in a couple of minutes, the uh, Liberty Allo head football coach and athletic director. You started to make the point before the break. Monday night for the first couple of weeks of the season, the league has, for whatever reason, decided that, well, if one is good, two's got to be better. So let's have two Monday games i don't know what they were thinking but uh i don't know if it's a money scheme or what it could be possibly but uh i don't know i don't i'm not enjoying the two monday night games especially being simultaneous at the same time it's uh as a football fan it's kind of hard to juggle i want to watch one game absolutely I, you know, Saturday is my day for flipping around as fast yeah, as I can yeah, go. Yeah, I, yeah. I wear out my 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 me thumb and my remote. Yeah, me too. On, and I'm okay with that on Saturday. <laughs> but, Sunday, um, you only got two choices, so it's not terrible. Yeah, absolutely. But by Monday, I'm yeah. down to I worked all weekend on yeah. this remote. I want yeah. one one game. Leave me alone. Let me That's sit it. there and having two. I don't know. And like I was telling you during the break, why hire? Joe Buck and <laughs> Troy Aikman for Monday Night Football. Right. If you're not going to actually utilize what they bring to the table, right? And, you know, air another game. But I mean, I understand. I mean, I don't know. It might work out better scheduling wise for some teams, or maybe for the NFL. I don't know. Maybe trying to protect guys and rest guys. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm just trying to give hypothetical situations. I don't but, understand uh, it. I we it. You know. Here, here, I'm going to be the old guy. Get off my lawn, old guy. Absolutely. Back in my day. Absolutely. Game on Monday was plenty. That's it. Do we need more? Uh, no, I don't. Seems I don't think silly. So. Like for instance, what game would you prefer to watch last night? The Eagles and the uh, Bucks, or the the other game that was on the Bengals? The Bengals and Rams. Yeah. Um, you know, if I knew Burrow was healthy, mm-hmm. and I thought the Rams were better than what they are, I thought that would have been a better game. But knowing Burrow is not healthy and the Rams aren't that good and Philadelphia of the four teams seems like the best team and Tampa, as you said, was 2-0, yeah. then I want Eagles and Bucks. Fair. And, I mean, 
but it's not but even it, a comparison tell, to me. But if they were all healthy, yeah. I'd want Rams and Bengals. Fair enough. That is uh, two talented teams as well. But I mean, the Eagles and the Bucks just sounds appealing yeah. more so than the Bucks and the Rams. Not the Bucks, <laughs> but the, the Bengals <laughs> and the Rams. You know. But I don't know. I don't know. You know. I'm. I'm. I don't really watch Monday Night Football too much anyway. I understand. It's a, a, you know team that I want to watch playing. But I, I'm assuming you watched some college this weekend? Absolutely. All right. That's, and your attention was drawn to which game or games? Arkansas LSU was one of those ones. Obviously Oregon and Colorado. But uh, I will say for that Arkansas game, you had a chance. Yes. You had a chance. In a game where I didn't give you a chance. Really? I didn't. See, I never think LSU-Arkansas is going to be a blowout. I, I always think for what Arkansas... I'm trying to think of it's like Texas high Longview scrimmage fair fair you know Longview goes in saying it's a scrimmage Texas high goes in yeah we're gonna punch you in the mouth (laughs) and and you can see it every time they play yeah yeah I think LSU Arkansas plays that same way I think LSU goes in thinking "Eh, it's Arkansas and I think Arkansas goes in going we want the we want the boot we're taking the boot back yeah that's an important thing to us we're not going to vie for a national championship, yeah. but we can beat LSU. We can try. And I, I think as long as they have those mindsets, mm-hmm. it's always going to be competitive. I, I agree. I agree. And uh, Arkansas had too many penalties. False start after false start after false start yeah. after delay of game. And it it's you can see Pitt getting upset and frustrated. And I'm starting to wonder – don't say it. I'm starting to wonder. Don't say it. I'm just starting to wonder. You know, I mean, I have a few friends at Arkansas, yep. fans, one who you know pretty yep. well. Yep. Um, I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> Is it time? Where, where do you go? We, I, you don't, I mean. We're, you know, we. I don't know. A couple of years ago when, when Sam got hired, we had this conversation. It was you and I or somebody a couple last week. Mm-hmm. That Deion Sanders was yeah. interviewed. Yeah. And the the sense was, well, Jerry wants him to interview Dion, mm-hmm. so they interviewed Dion. They ended up hiring Sam. Mm-hmm. Dion didn't have any experience head coaching. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, fair. But if you're Arkansas now, you're not going to get another crack at Dion, so that's gone. No, who are you going to hire? How's it going to be any better? The name that I all right, Here, throw it at me. I mean, I and I'm probably totally wrong <laughs> but it makes sense to me in a sense because of his connection to the state okay um some of the success he's actually had as a collegiate head coach and in the sec can you guess who i'm talking uh, oh, about i know yeah i, I don't I, drive a gm but i know yeah, a gm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, and i, I <laughs> smells on you I, my gm i mean i think he might be the next option see i don't think anyone up there that matters was ever going to go in that direction. Probably not. I, th- I think they felt, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like that dog don't hunt up in Fayetteville anymore. I yeah. think that there was maybe a time. Yeah. And maybe a time that Gus would have yeah. been interested yeah. in yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I, it's probably faded but away. Huh? W- when you've been, you know, passed once and passed twice, at some point in time, you look at it and go, you know what? I mean, I, I always thought she was going to be cute to date. Yeah. But not if I'm the fifth choice i don't i'm not playing that game anymore i wouldn't either and i I mean i just you know i don't know like there's not a a real likable option if you ask me and and you know what you it's a great word it's a great word yeah 
Sam's a likable guy. He is. He's very likable. There's there's not a single time that I haven't heard Sam Pittman talk that I haven't thought mm-hmm. he's, he's a nice guy. I never come out thinking, you know, he's a jerk. And in yeah. fact, I'm I'm going to highlight that point. I don't know if you saw the interview or press conference or whatever, uh, maybe yesterday from Saturday. Yeah, uh, maybe talking about the punter. I did see that. I did see that. I did see that. They got a kid from Australia yeah. Yeah. who's punting. Yeah. And he he down in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I think it was Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. Down in the mouth, and Sam asked him what was going on, and he said social media. Mm-hmm. He said they're just they're, they're killing me on social media. Mm-hmm. He said I'm so depressed about how, what everybody thinks about me. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this press conference, Sam stops and says, you know, he he said, let me guess. They, they said I'm fat. And the kid went, well, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. He said, let me see, let me guess. They said something about my chest. He said, yeah, 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 they did. He said, you, you can't even, you can't read it. Yeah. And Sam has deleted his social media. Yeah. He said, I'm not on it anymore. Yeah, I've heard about that. And, and I don't blame him. Right. If, if, even watching Twitter, X, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, it's so hateful. For sure. People are so easy to sit behind a, uh, an anonymous moniker and say the most unbelievable, hateful things. You know, Tony and I did this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's great having all of you guys in here, but we always kind of had a thing about, and we're about to have a coach in here in a minute. Mm-hmm. These are guys' jobs. Absolutely. These are guys' jobs if we're talking about coaches. Mm-hmm. These are kids mm-hmm. if we're talking about the players. Absolutely. You may not like that the kid fumbled mm-hmm. or he cut the wrong way and the quarterback threw an interception because they weren't on the same page. And for that moment, you go, oh, man, man. okay. But they're kids. Yeah. And they're people that live in our community that work here. Absolutely. And you're saying things about trying to get rid of their jobs mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. You know, what we see on the field on Friday, we all want to win every game Absolutely. for our right. school. right. But we know every one of these guys and women that coach mm-hmm. are doing things with kids to help them be better humans, whether they win every game or not. And that's the part that just is infuriating. And for Sam to stand up for his his punter and have this conversation with the media about just how toxic yep. social media is and if i was a kid playing any of these games you love the day you make the great catch and Absolutely. you go on social media and go oh man mm-hmm. they love me and then next week you drop one and it's the end of the world and it's the end of the world to the point where people are threatening your family mm-hmm. people are threatening you telling you ought to transfer they should have never had i mean it's horrific how we have become as a society and it plays itself out in this in this social media reaction to every friday night saturday now sunday's different to me because sunday those guys are pros Mm -hmm. this is their profession Mm -hmm. and they're getting paid a a monster amount of money Mm -hmm. and it makes me crazy to see my kicker miss a field goal from 32 yards away when he's getting paid three million dollars to do it yeah but the other two examples of being kids, I can't. I just can't abide how horrible it's become. There is no morals or ethics, so to speak, from a lot of sports fans. And I understand we become so consumed with it and we treat it as if we're a part of it ourselves. But as you said, you have to remember this is someone's livelihood. Yeah. And, 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 and we, we got to remember it's just a game. 
Um, you know, it's, it's just a game. At the end of the day, yes, it is a, a profession for some people. Yes, people are getting paid and all the things and such. But at the end of the day, there's more important things to life than um, the game of football or the game of whatever the sport is that you might be playing. And so I understand um, being so invested, but that we have to show more ethics and more moral morals um as humans <laughs> you know empathy yeah empathy is the exact word that i need we, we we have to because you know if you don't you know you never know what someone else is going through outside of that as well would you ever agree to be an official i absolutely would not <laughs> i would never agree to be to a coach i was i was talking to one of our coaches a couple of weeks back and i told him you know i i would never talk bad on a coach directly because that's number one that's not my spot right I, you guys deal with right. so much that other people don't even see we see in between the white lines every Friday night yeah. but we don't see yeah. what you have to do with nope. outside of nope. you know the game on Fridays and so you know for me I, I could never do that and I would never criticize a player because a player is somebody exactly what they are they're, right. they're, they're, they're a developing player they're a yeah. kid and so um, I, I, I'm just not with that and I think we have to do better as a society man yeah. I, I couldn't I be to. a referee I couldn't there's no way in the world. Like, I, there's the abuse those guys have to take, and you wonder why we struggle in in, in youth sports. Absolutely, to find umpires for t-ball, exactly, or or, or referees for soccer Absolutely. or football Absolutely. at the middle school level. Absolutely, why would you do that? It starts with the adults. Yeah. And we we have to train our children better, and we have to show better. Yeah. You know, if we were showing outside, we're, we're not. We're not. We're doing in the anything. wrong direction. We are. We are. All right, we pontificated enough. Now. <laughs> I think I got, oh yeah, I got a good looking guy in the hallway. Yes, Dawoski Davis do. is hanging out in the hallway. Before we take the break, real quick, right before we started the show today, uh, we got a, a, a notification through ESPN. Brooks Robinson passed away today. Oh no! If you're a baseball fan, you remember Brooks Robinson playing uh, for the Orioles during the World Series years in the late '60s, early '70s. He's 86 years old. I saw him um, probably a month, two months ago, maybe. He looked old. I was really surprised how he looked, um, and apparently wasn't in great health. And uh, so today he passed away. Uh, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest gloves at third base the majors have ever seen. Was okay with the bat, but he was known for just an unbelievable glove at third base. And so we lost Brooks Robinson today. All right, we're going to take a break. Dawoski Davis hanging out. He's coming in next. You are listening to Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zach, Tyler Huff, here on the fan 1079. Hey there, Texas fans. This is the voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way, inviting you to join us for Longhorn football. Touchdown! Texas wins! We'll bring you all of the action all season long, including in-depth analysis and exclusive access to players and coaches before the opening kick and after the final whistle. And every week, we'll talk with Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian on Longhorn Weekly, live from Plucker's Wing Bar. This is your exclusive source for Texas Longhorns football, the Longhorn Radio Network. The Longhorns host Kansas Saturday. Pre-game coverage begins at 1.30 on 1079 The Fan. When it comes to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. My son, Ricky, took his life by the use of a firearm. It broke me, and I contemplated suicide. My grandson, I was going to have to be here for him. I still own my firearm. I keep it in a safe because I want to keep my grandson and myself safe. Store your guns, locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. Great if life came with a remote control. 
you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down the wasp's nest. Uh-oh. That time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, the remote control would have come handy then. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Tonight with a low of 65. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 88. Clear tomorrow night with a low of 66. Join us at our next live road show this Saturday, 10 until 1, at Restoration of Hope Resale Store, 1618 West 7th Street. To see the Honda Four Wheeler, you could win and sign up for more prizes. This is Living the Yard with Chuck Zack, presented by Liberty ILO ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing, on 1079 The Fan. All righty, welcome back. About 34 minutes after the hour. Leaving the yard. Chuck Zack, Tyler Huff in here today, and we are uh, honored to be joined one of our favorites. Liberty Allo's head football coach, athletic director, Dawaski Davis, hanging out. You're looking good today, coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. You look well-rested, like a man who's probably got a bye week this week and not a care in the world. You got uh, kids doing what they're supposed to be doing, just all locked in. Man, I'm telling you, enjoying the moment. What, what do we do on the bye week? What do you guys do? Um, we change the pace all the way around. Um, we do things different. Um, we shorten up some things. Um, try to create a different atmosphere. And not to, Try to break the monotony of things. So we don't stay out there very long. But like I said, we try to change the whole routine. Are, are you a guy that we can do practice in a much shorter time frame than back when you were young your coaches i'm sure loved three hour practices what's a good practice for you what's a good practice time do you think normally i'm telling you hour in 30 minutes you should be able to get it knocked out as long as you keep the tempo up right. and um like i said those three hour practices like i my kids that i've coached 20 years ago is, Coach, you ain't got soft. Uh, <laughs> if I coached, if I did them like I did you all, I wouldn't have nobody but my coaches out there. So, um, but yeah, we try to be crisp this week and try to get it knocked out fast. You, you, you bring up an interesting point. You know, 20, 30, 40 years have gone by since we've been doing this kind of thing. And I'm in the classroom 30 years. You've been on the sideline for that long. 
Are the kids different? <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> Why? What do you think contributes to that? You know, um, they're given too much this day and age. Um, the old rule of thumb is make them earn it. Right. Um, and like I said, a lot of the parents and um, a lot of grandparents are having to do some things with them, and um, they just choose to let them have their way. Um, and it's just we got to get back to earning things. I mean, no matter what you want, if you want it bad enough, you got to work to get it. I'm, I'm talking to somebody the other day, and we're having almost this conversation. We were talking about how it was back when we were, and yet I, and my response was, yeah, but you know what? We're the ones that screwed this up and made it easier for the guys following us. We didn't stick to what we what we were doing when we were younger. Yeah. We want to make it better for your kids. You want it to be easier. You don't want it to be as hard as you had it. But somewhere in there, it feels like the pendulum went a little too far toward easier yeah. and didn't go as far as you say to earning it. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to life with the easy button. I don't want to persevere. I just want to push that button yeah. and get what I want. And um, like I said, you're right. I mean, a lot of adults kind of made it a little too It's easy our fault. Time. Yeah, it's our <laughs> fault no matter what. I mean, the kid going to do whatever you get him, let him get away with. Yeah. So. But, yeah, times have really changed, and people have changed, too. So as a guy who's responsible for young men, how do you get them to understand the value of earning it as opposed to just getting it? You know, uh, we push them, um, and, and we tell them all the time, you do it right, you do it light, you do it wrong, you do it long. Right. And um, and like I told one of, we, one of the coaches and I were talking just the other day, and I was like, how you fix it is got to keep pushing them to understand and reward them here and there, but don't expect a reward every single time they do something. And I feel like you groom them to what you need to, but um, it takes time, not a quick fix. Yep. So I guess we'll kind of talk about this year, Coach. Um, so far this season, four ball games in, really five, but you know how <laughs> how yeah. the third game went yeah. with the rain delay and all that. So just from your outlook as the head coach, kind of talk about this season so far and, uh, you know, what do you guys have to continue to get better as as the season goes on? You know, um, this has been a strange season already. Um, we knew coming in we have a lot of talented players, um, but we knew it was going to take some seasoning because some of them played on Thursday nights and – they got to get used to those bright lights on Friday nights. And um, some of them are growing. Um, but, you know, this is not what we thought we would be, but we're moving to where we need to be. And uh, we feel like um, district, like we just told them today, everybody's zero and zero. You can throw out non-district. Now we're playing for something bigger than what we play for non-district. So um, that being said, a lot of them, even though – Things didn't go well Friday night. They knew at the end of the day, next week, we're 0-0. Zero zero. Now right. we got a chance to lock in and um, get busy and get better. And we just got to – number one, we got to do the little things right. Um, we got to tackle. Uh, we got to get off blocks. We mm -hmm. can't stay on blocks. Um, we got to catch the ball. We got to run it, and we got to hold on to it. And we got to continue to block. So kind of talk about Friday night. I was Me and Chuck had the opportunity to kind of talk about it before you got here. And I was explaining to him that their line was, you know, massive. <laughs> and that, that was one of the main factors in that ball game. I think, you yeah. know, from me personally speaking, Coach, you know, that was a great game on, on you on you all's behalf. Every, was it clean? You know, no no game is clean, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But it was a well-played well, well played game from you guys. And so just kind of talk about Friday night and what did you see Friday and, and, and leading up to district? 
Yeah, you know, um, we knew they graduated the six six guy, six seven last year by three twenty, and we was like, thank God he's gone, and they found one bigger yeah. than him. Well, yeah, huge. And uh, <laughs> and then they still had three more bigger yeah. than anything yeah, we had, crazy. and uh, and I knew. It's going to be a difficult task for us to continue all night long. We're having to rotate everybody in the kitchen sink mm-hmm. to deal with them. But, um, but overall, we scored – I mean, we scored 22 points offensively, and then we had the great kickoff return. Um, so we're showing we're explosive, and right. like we keep telling them, we got to be more consistent. And I feel like consistency will get us even better where we're at. Our D-line is young, and uh, going against that – Mammoth on Friday night. That was tough on them, but <laughs> I think we learned a lot about ourselves, and now they know those little bit things Rollins has been talking to them yeah, about. Yeah. Now they see why he's been talking to oh, them. Yeah. He's drilling oh, them. Yeah. So um, I feel like um, we showed some things that we need to show. Um, pipes grew Friday. Um, we just got to take care of the football and don't give them a freebie here and there. Um, we feel like it kind of got us on our heels a little bit, but that's part of the game. And like I tell them, it's peaks and valleys, and we got to weather the storm in the valley, and we got to remember how we got to the peak. People get all ate up about the uh, non-district games. Right. And as you said, they're, they're, they don't mean anything. We no. talked about it last half hour. They mean nothing other than they're preparing you for the next thing you're going to do. Right. You got a big win against Atlanta, mm-hmm. which obviously is a rivalry game and means an awful lot. Yeah. Do you have a hard time seeing, hearing people talking like they're talking over the non-district part of the schedule when you haven't finished baking the cake yet? <laughs> yeah, you know, people – get caught up. They want to see 50 points every night and oh, yeah. um, just wins every night. Yeah. And um, when you're dealing with some 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, you just never know what you're going to get every night. But at the same time, they play hard. I mean, no matter the score up or down, they're going to play hard. Um, sometimes we don't play smart, but I can never say we don't play hard. And that's that's going to win you some games later on, but playing tougher, bigger schools is going to condition you for one thing and um, toughen up your mind and know that we got two highly ranked teams in our district and um, it prepares our kids to play at a higher level. And we can't get better playing people we're going to beat every night. Right, and then two, where we're located at is really hard finding games because oh, yeah. everybody else, you got to drive – three hours to find somebody your size but a lot of them don't want to play at all so we got to play up just to put together a schedule and you don't want to travel over the state no you know i mean across town i know pg's willing to go all over the place to do that not everybody travels well not 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 the kids on the bus don't always travel well. Yes. Not the fans don't travel well. If you're in an older community, mm-hmm. a lot of those people can't go to the games that are so far away. So being judicious about making a schedule that's going to fit everybody, not just you know, you know the fans that want to see you play whoever all over the state, but actually making it work for your community is an important part of this. Oh, yeah. Yes, it really is. And then you have to throw in fact that the sub-varsity 
if you drive too far, you don't have a game that right. week. And um, we played two 5As, and they don't play 7th and 8th grade with us. They play in the old district. Sure. So we had fine things. Luckily, PG's playing that schedule they're playing. Right. So our 7th and 8th grade got a chance to play each other, played each other twice already mm. just because of that. But when you go really far, you lose those Thursday night games yeah. unless you get lucky and find somebody looking the same time you are. Traveling with them, I made that mention, and you kind of shook your head real fast about having kids who've never really done the travel before. You're teaching them that too, aren't you? Yes, I'm telling you. We um, we had some really long the Henderson trip. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last year, you last year was long trip, and our kids found out about that long. And then you play that first game of the year, and the humidity level is mm. tall as you are. Um, but it's just teaching them, and that was a pretty experienced team. But these guys we got here, not near as experienced, but they um, they get it to a certain extent. But that's a factor in all your games is that right there, that focus. Being a coach can – I'm sure it can be uh, chaotic sometimes, probably. I'm not, I've never been one, don't want to be one. <laughs> Just let that be known. But from the outside looking in on any level, on any sport, I'm sure being a coach can be chaotic sometimes. And it can come with a lot of criticism, you know, and a lot of other different things that comes along with the job. How do you remain calm? Because I've, I've known you for a few years now, Coach, and you have the same demeanor every single time I'm around you. Calm, collective very very laid back guy how do you remain calm in the midst of I guess for a better lack of terms in the midst of chaos sometimes you know um, sometimes if you react too harsh bad things to happen and you know when you're dealing with kids that are not where they need to be at mentally um, you can mess them up even worse and two um, you know I can say this much I haven't always been like okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, it's grown. I've grown as well, but yeah. I kind of understand a whole lot more now than one of my old mentor coaches used to tell me, uh, just sit back and watch and figure everything out. Yeah. So a lot of times I'm calm. I'm steadily casing and trying to figure some things out because i got to play in my head what I need to say to motivate and guide and stuff like that. And then, too, um, I spend a lot of time walking early in the morning that's my clear my head gotcha. time to keep me focused yeah, yeah. where I can prepare myself mentally for whatever I encounter that day. Let's gotcha. take a time out. Dawoski Davis hanging out with us. Tyler Huffchuck, Zach leaving the yard. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come right back here on The Fan 107.9. When you've escaped the screens and the sun bathes everything in a golden glow and your friend hands you a cold organic beer that tastes as perfect as itself. That's pure gold. Michelob Ultra Pure The first national USDA certified organic beer. Organic by nature. Enjoy responsibly 2020 Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, St. Louis, Missouri. In this up and down economy, the sense of protecting every baby you worked so hard for to achieve the all-American dream. Let's start title with 150 years title experience. Handle every step of the closing process to give you experience is second to none. If it's your first house, commercial real estate transaction, or refinance, Stuart Title Tax Account will provide that peace of mind. Call 903-832-3720 to schedule your time today. 
It's a great time at Texarkana Radio Center. I'm Desiree, and I love coming to work every day. If this sounds like the kind of place where you would like to work, let's get together. We're looking for a dynamic go-getter to complete our sales marketing team. As an account executive, compensation includes base plus commission, plus paid vacation and holidays. Employer contribution to health plan and to be part of our growing company. Send your resume to dsmith at localfirstmediagroup.com, an equal opportunity employer. I'm Ethan Hawk, native Texan, here to talk to you about Texan icons. See, there's one Texas icon that does more for us than any other. A little trash barrel named Daryl. You've seen him on billboards and TV. This trash barrel reminds us to keep our state clean so you don't mess with Texas. Next time you think of Texas icons, remember Daryl the Barrel, who's always reminding you, don't mess with Texas means don't litter. Brought to you by the Texas Department of Transportation. Take a second to think about this. How safe and secure are your valuables? Your guns, jewelry, documents, and family heirlooms? What are you doing to protect them? You need a safe. At Locksmith TXK, they're all about access, control, and security. Check out Locksmith TXK today in their fully stocked showroom on Summerhill Road or on the web at locksmithtxk.com. They offer 100% financing and 12 months same as cash. Locksmith TXK, you found the right locksmith. I'm Rex Nelson. As a native Arkansan, I take pride in our state's natural beauty. And as someone who has been in all 75 counties, I've seen how prevalent litter is across our state. It's time for people to clean up our state for those who live here and to enhance Arkansas's image for those wanting to visit. Let's clean up Arkansas. Visit KeepArkansasBeautiful.com to do your part and get involved. This message brought to you by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and the Keep Arkansas Beautiful Commission. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, AM radio might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 528. 8-6 today. What's going on in the Twin Cities? It's the Fans Community Calendar. The Texarkana Area Veterans Council presents the Veterans Day Parade, Saturday, November 11th, starting at East Broad and Hazel Streets at 11 a.m. Downtown Texarkana. Line up at For information, call 870-773-8279. Leaving the Yard live at 5 Monday through Thursday afternoons. And Leaving the Yard Rewind Tuesday through Friday mornings at 7 on 1079 The Fan. I don't mind the strain of a hurricane. They come around every June. Chuck Zack, Tyler Huff, and uh, hanging out with us this afternoon, Dewoski Davis, Liberty Allo's head football coach and athletic director. Had a great off-the-air conversation about trying to find leadership in teenagers that make your programs really start taking off to a level of success where adults don't have to be the ones that are cracking the whip where it's the kids that are saying you better do right or you're gonna have to deal with me and when you get to that place our job you're winning the game right and it's not just a football game you're winning a bigger game for those kids well um coming up we got the bye week, obviously, this week. Uh, Spring Hill, going to Spring Hill, Longview next week. Uh, kind of talk about 
the district overall? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure you've been focused on, you know, the past few games that you guys have had, but just kind of I'm sure you've maybe seen some stuff. What what do you kind of expect um out of our district coming up here over the next few weeks? You know, we're a wide range of offenses. Mm-hmm. Um Pleasant Grove is spreading you out, throwing the ball around. Different look on Gilmer. Huh? Yeah. Gilmer they're, they're still Gilmer. Um, <laughs> defensively, where they've been hurting, they've been scoring a lot of points and winning by shootouts. Mm-hmm. And But still, Gilmer got athletes all over the place, and um, they're running backs back. And um, if you don't slow them down, it's a long night anyway. Um, Pitt's spreading it out, too. They're throwing mm-hmm. it around. And um, Pitt's they starting to get better at it now. Um and like I said, Spring Hill and North Lamar, they couldn't run a similar offense, kind of flex bone type. Um, a lot of running may throw it about three, four times a game, but you got to be assignment football Absolutely. those two weeks because you just can't look up and find the ball and take off running. You got to do your job. And if everybody does their job, you can slow it down. But um, it really makes it tough when, luckily for us, we start with it. Yeah, and then we play finish regular stuff for three weeks, and then we finish with yeah, it. Yeah. So that'd be good, and then that's why I schedule um, teams that run stuff like that. I do that either non-district or scrimmages. I'm going to play somebody that runs that style of offense, so it won't be that week our kids play and have to figure it out. They already know how to deal with that. So our district's going to be a tough district, like always. Um, and like I said, I feel like you get out of that district, you're going to be battle tested and be able to play a little bit, too. You, you mentioned Gilmer, and, and we were talking about it a little bit yesterday. Kevin Carpenter was in here, and uh, the the offensive numbers they're putting up boggle the mind. Crazy. But then on the other hand, you look at it and say, how are they winning yeah. games? They're giving up just such an outrageous number of points. Yeah. And, and I know even when Jeff was there, when Trailer was there, it was a matter of go ahead and score because I'm going to score. Yeah. And I just got to stop you once or twice because you can't stop me ever. And, and I know they're going back to that same mentality, although there's criticism about are they really coaching well on the defensive side or is it just chaos over there and their offense has got it all together. How do you walk into a game expecting it may take 60 to win? <laughs> yeah, man, that's tough to do, especially with the weather like it is <laughs> and the mentality of your kids. Um, they graduate to a defensive line and two of the better linebackers they've had in a little bit. And um, they got a lot of young players over there, and they're struggling right now defensively. Yeah. And um, But I thought Flew Ellen graduated. It slowed that offense down. But <laughs> at running back, he's got home yeah. run after home run, and the quarterback's getting better. And they yeah. got a couple more receivers that are doing pretty good. So Gilmer's an interesting game. Yeah. you got to prepare for the offense. And defensively, you got to do what you can do well against him to hurt him. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't – no score is safe. No. And do you walk in there approaching it like, I don't need you to stop them every time. I just need you to stop them once a half? Yeah. we And that's the whole mentality of them. We got to make sure each quarter we can get one to two stops a quarter. And a if quarter. we do that, I think we'll be good. If you get one to two stops a quarter, you're going to yeah. be winning game easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the name of the game. And I tell ours all the time, I'm like – it's a four-quarter game, but if we can win each quarter, we know what's going to happen right. in the end. But you got to have a mind that mindset, and you got to stick with it. Yeah. So, um, how do you keep? We had a couple losses this year. We 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 know we don't have to address it, but how how do you keep guys 
motivated and and keep them encouraged and try to you know keep them level-headed so they won't I guess you know not give up but you know start to not give as much effort as maybe they did when things were you know at the beginning phase of the season how how do you keep guys the momentum of the team upbeat um trying to be calculative, so to speak. I, I try to do things, make them think. We start off in the meeting room, and I'm going to give a quote of the day, and then I'm going to talk about what to expect. And then at the end of it, we got to make sure we do what we do and get better doing what we do mm-hmm. and um, hold them accountable. And that kind of goes all the way back to offseason. We mm-hmm. um, took them through a tough offseason this past spring, and um, I think it strengthened our mind a little more so than normal. Um, we still have a few doubters here and there, but they know they get singled out a little bit because we tested them every way you can test them. And um, mental toughness has gotten better, but we just got to execute better. Right, absolutely. Second half of the season starts a week from this Friday. It's a short season. you got five games. Three get you in the playoffs. Three wins get you in the playoffs. Yes, sir. Pretty easily. sure. <laughs> okay. Well, you hope. I mean, it's uh, yeah, cause, I, I, um, uh, the funny thing about it. Um, last year we beat those three teams in yep. in district, but it came down to points at the end. Right. So no, that's right. It yeah. is. Yeah. You got to win the right game. That's right. Yeah. If you don't win the right game by the right amount of points, you're on the outside looking in. Huh? <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you start looking at that early? I mean, you've got Spring Hill Week One, and let's just say we we think this is a game Liberty Isle should win. Yeah. But what's your point max per game? Is it 18? 17. 17. So if you're looking at 30 to 20 lead, in your head are you calculating, I need another score? Yes, you have to. I mean, because you put your team in position, but if you pass that thing up, those numbers have a way of falling against you. Absolutely. And, And I know that's a little hard as a coach. If you're up 10 and you know the game's won, you don't want to rub anybody anybody's nose in it. Yeah. But I think everybody in this kind of situation recognizes the fact that that seven points is going to potentially matter a lot at the end. And so I'm not trying to run it up by scoring at the end, Yeah. but I need those seven points, Coach. Right. And you may not like me in the handshake afterward, but I need those seven points. You know, we got in a situation one game last year, and they understood why I did what I did because I tried to score again. Right. And um, Coach – said I ain't holding that issue because I know why right because last year we're thinking oh we're in and it's like no we're not yeah. Yeah. we've won those two games and one person won a game they're not supposed to then we got a problem yeah. so you got to take every game and take care of business when you're supposed to take care of business and um and do it right always makes it exciting the last week wasn't it when you're looking at points and trying to figure out how I can win by this many or I can lose but as long as I don't lose by more than this yeah isn't that horrible it is it's tough <laughs> thinking like and that do you ever have that talk with the kids or you don't even talk that that talk about we can lose as long as we don't lose by more than five yeah I'm <laughs> telling you they, they figure some things out like that yeah, it's yeah. everywhere but um at the same time you have to be prepared and you got to do what you do and you got to make sure it's deciding. Like I tell them, when you're on the road, you got to go to win. Right. And it's win. Yep. All right. Tell you what, we're about out of time. Dawoski Davis, it is, as always, great seeing you. Love the fact Thank you too. could come in and visit with us for a little while today. Give us a little insight in Liberty Isle. Enjoy the week off. You're not doing anything Friday, are you? No. Nothing. I'm not even going to a game. Perfect. <laughs> Enjoy this Friday. Cause Kliner. Hopefully.
blame you. Hopefully you're not going to have a Friday off for another two months. Yes, so. that'd be great. All right. Tyler Huff, as always, we'll see you again Thanks next so. week. Absolutely. All right. We're done for today. Listen to Leaving the Yard. Here on The Fan 1079. If you missed any of today's show, get it on demand anytime on thefan1079.com. And catch the replay of today's Leaving the Yard tomorrow morning at 7 right here on KCMC Texarkana 103.9.